Attention men, are you wanting to break free from porn or other unwanted sexual behaviors, but finding it seemingly impossible to quit? If so, we can help. My name is Jonathan Darty, the founder of Gateway to Freedom. This three-day workshop is for any man who wants to overcome any kind of unwanted sexual behavior. So whether you're married, single, or divorced, this powerful and proven intensive weekend will help you uncover what is at the root of your struggle and discover the man God always created you to be. Space is limited, so call us today at 210-822-8201 to register. That's 210-822-8201 or visit bebroken.org slash gtf. Good day, listeners. Welcome to this edition of the Pure Sex Radio program. We're so glad to have you here with us. My name is Jonathan, and I actually have a, a friend and colleague on the line with me. I've got Steve Etner with me. So, Steve, welcome to the program. Thank you so much. It is an honor to be here with you today. Yeah, and, and so, Steve, I'm, I'm going to want people to get to know about your, your ministry, and you've got lots of different resources. And I mean, even as I was just kind of going through the list of, of like, websites and things. It's like you you do purity coaching and you've now launched a podcast and you've even mm-hmm. do online training through the uh, Christian Growth Academy. And so why don't you give our listeners just a, a little bit of your personal background in terms of how you got into this kind of ministry. And then I'd love for us to spend the bulk of our time today really focusing in on how you really coach men to break free from the strongholds of pornography mm-hmm. and sexual sin. Sure. Well, uh, you, you've placed a challenge before me to be able to take a 10-hour testimony and, <laughs> and, and ca- capsulize it in about two minutes. I, I um, have faith in you. I know you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, my my storyline, uh, I have been married for 40 years uh, to an amazing woman who uh, I, she loves God, and I'm so blessed to have uh, her as my wife. Um, but uh, I had 30 years uh, of an addiction to porn and lust and masturbation. Uh, and I kept it hidden for a good chunk of that time. So my dear sweet wife knew nothing about it for many years. Um, you know, uh, sin will always take you farther than you want to go and cost you more than you want to pay and make you stay longer than you planned on staying. And that was true with my life. Um, it got to a point where porn and masturbation wasn't enough. And uh, I started going to chat rooms and having sex in chat rooms and 900 numbers and uh, started going to strip clubs and uh, started having uh, actual multiple affairs. Um, you know, numbers 3223 says, be sure your sin will find you out. And I'm so thankful for that now. I wasn't then, right. uh, but, but thankful for the fact that uh, God held on and he wouldn't let go. And the hound of heaven pursued me. Um, and uh, I got caught. Um, we uh, went to uh, a counselor uh, looking for some help. It was a pastor. Um, one of the things, Jonathan, I probably should include in my testimony is that for 12 of my 30 years of addiction, I was a pastor. Hmm. Um, I stood behind the pulpit on Sunday and preached from the word of God and souls were being saved. Lives were being changed. The church was actually growing. And yet on Monday, I'm in my office looking at porn and masturbating to it. I, I, w- I was a miserable man. So it, we went uh, to this pastor for counseling. He didn't know me, but he knew I was a pastor. And uh, for almost the entire hour in his office, he just ripped me up one side and down the other. 
told me what an absolutely horrible person I was. And uh, in fact, it, it got so bad that my dear sweet wife, who had just found out about my addiction, just found out about my adultery, um, she stood up in that pastor's office, leaned forward and uh, put her hands on his desk and began to yell at him defending me. Uh, mm. that, that should never have happened. And uh, we left his office saying, we're not coming back. He doesn't understand. He can't help us. We're on our own. We're going to fix it on our own. And I promised my wife, I'm going to fix this. And, um, and we just continued on. And in in, uh, I continued in my sin. I continued to, to hide my addiction until it got caught again. Uh, this time we went to see a professional counselor, you know, the kind you had to put money on the table right? Uh, every time you, you walked in his office. Had Christian in the name, so I thought I was going to get some really good counsel. Um, I don't remember how many sessions we went to, but it basically was what I call mushy gushy stuff. Steve, let's talk about your feelings. Let's talk about mommy and daddy. Let's talk, you know, and, and those are important things. Uh, they, they definitely play a role in, in all this, but God was never brought into it. The Bible was never opened. And um, so eventually walked away from that saying, we're not coming back. He doesn't understand. He can't help us. We're on our own. We're going to have to fix this on our own. Um, and again, I promised Heather, my wife, I'm going to fix it. I'm going to fix it. But I didn't because I couldn't, but mostly because I didn't want to. And so I just buried it even deeper. Um, but, you know, Numbers 32, 23 is just as true today as it was the day God inspired it. My sin will find me out. Another affair came out. Um, I, I'm now facing depression. Uh, I actually attempted suicide, thought that was my only way out. Um, uh, we, we went to, to another pastor who was a, a trained counselor, certificates on the wall. <clears throat> and, and he gave us some, some decent counsel. We opened, opened the Bible together. But multiple times, uh, he would point his finger at my wife and say it was all her fault. Mm. That if she'd only performed properly, if she'd only met my needs, none of this would have happened. And you know, the mindset that I was in, I loved that counsel. Of course, but it, yeah. was, it, it was bad counsel and it was chair. It was, it was chewing up my wife. It was tearing her to pieces. And so we left that uh, counseling after a, a few sessions. And again, we're not coming back. Um, we're on our own. We got to fix this on our own. And at that point in time, we kind of gave up and realized there really isn't anyone who can help us. I'll tell you when you're at the bottom of, of the barrel, the only place you can look is up. And uh, I began to really cry out to God. I, I don't know what to do, God. I need help with this. And that's when God brought a guy into my life named Roger. And Roger didn't rip me up one side and down the other. He didn't hand me a bunch of mushy, gushy stuff. And he, and he didn't point a finger and tell me whose fault it was. He just opened up the Bible. And he started taking me on a journey through Scripture. And remember, I, I told you, I was a pastor for 12 years. I had my Bible open on my desk every single day. I was in the Word of God uh, daily but never to grow in my own walk with God, never to truly understand who God is and who I am and what God wants for me and how to live for him. Roger took me on that journey. And um, I, 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 I am here before you right now and before your audience declaring for the last 20 years, I am porn free. I am masturbation free. I am growing in my walk with God. My wife hasn't left me. And like I said, we're about to celebrate our 40th anniversary. And uh, God is so good. Yeah. Um, and, and so as a result of that, um, God led me to writing my first book. And that book came out 10 years ago. Um, some friends of ours, um, you, you would know Mike Young from uh, Noble Warriors in Virginia, yeah. got a hold of my book and said, hey, Steve, I want you to come out to my men's conference and share your testimony. So I came out and that was the start 
of a ministry that has been going on for the last 10 years. And um, we now have the, the privilege and the opportunity and the honor of sitting down with guys literally all over the globe and sharing with them what Roger shared with me and just taking them into the scriptures and discovering the change, the real life change that can truly happen when you allow God to move and work in your heart. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's wonderful. Thank you for sharing that with us. I know that just even that uh, sort of synopsis of your story is going to be incredibly encouraging to a lot of our, a lot of our listeners who can identify with sort of that roller coaster of in and out and what I, what I often call a lot of false starts Mm, to, mm -hmm. you know, recovery and getting jammed up. Let's, let's talk for just a minute about Roger. Um, Okay. Not necessarily to divulge anything personal or whatever, (laughs) but can you share with us like, okay, how did this Roger come into your life? You know, obviously you had tried a few other things before, and then at some point there was an intersection with this man that was able to Mm -hmm. start to take you on this discipleship recovery journey. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about how God orchestrated that connection. Sure. And, and I appreciate your acknowledgement of the fact that God's the one that orchestrated it. Cause I had, no, I had no clue who Roger was and he had no clue who I was, but we both went to the same church and uh, my pastor, uh, as we started going to this church, uh, he indicated to me, he knew who I was. He knew my story. And uh, at first my response was in, inside my, my thought process was okay, great. I guess I'm going to have to find another church. Because um, I wanted to remain hidden. I wanted sure. to remain anonymous. Uh, but his next words were monumental for us. He said, you're in the right place. We're going to come alongside of you. We're going to help you. We're going to work with you. And then he looked at my wife and he said, both of you. Mm. And that's when he introduced us to Roger. And uh, Roger's not a counselor, not a professional, you know, just a guy who loves God. And um, he loves the word of God. And Roger started meeting with me. And Roger's wife, Carol, started meeting with my wife. And uh, after a couple of months of that, the four of us started meeting together and we just dove into the word of God. And we met for an hour a week for 52 weeks. And what amazing change that brought about in our lives. Yeah. So let's try to unpack now, because it sounds to me like, you know, what ultimately birthed your ministry was the sort of the multiplication impact of Roger investing Mm -hmm. in your life. And now it sounds like what you've done is you said, man, I've, I've, I want to take those things that were invested in me through him and, and through God's word to now replicate that into other men's lives. Can you, can you unpack for us a little bit like, hey, what, were, what was so significantly different about what Roger was pouring into your life versus some of these other um, situations that did mm-hmm. not work out? for the kind of transformation that you had hoped for? There, there's a couple of things here that uh, I think come into play. The, the first one is the fact that um, Roger had the approach, and this is the approach of our ministry as well now, that you cannot change the behavior until you first change the heart. Mm. Out of the abundance of the heart comes our behavior and our words and our attitudes and our actions. So Roger's whole approach in, in working with me and was to take me into God's word, not for the perspective of, a, of dealing with my porn addiction and dealing with the masturbation and, and all of that, but more focused on who is God and who, and who is Steve Etner and, and what does God think about Steve Etner and how can Steve live for God? 
And, and so we, we, we dove headfirst into that. And then the second piece of it, and this is, again, something that um, as I sit down with every guy that I coach on uh, our first meeting, the first conversation we have, one of the first things I tell them is what Roger told me. And that's this. The problem you're struggling with is not porn. It's not lust. It's not masturbation. Those are the byproducts. That the real problem that you're struggling with is a worship disorder. Who's sitting on the throne of your heart? You do what you do because in your heart, you want what you want. Hence, to change the behavior, you need to change the heart. And, and so that's, that's, that was Roger's target was my heart and, and not my behavior. And, um, and that's, that's the heart of our ministry as well. You know, it kind of makes me think of the uh, the old uh, either essay or sermon that Jonathan Edwards once preached mm. on the the power of the will, mm-hmm. talking about that ultimately at any given moment, whatever you choose is the whatever your greatest inclination is at that moment. And so he was making it the the, the understanding of, yeah, you're going, you ultimately are going to do what you want to do. So therefore, the issue is, well, what do you actually want to do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yep. And, and until that changes to where you say, I actually want what God wants, you're not going to be moving in that direction. So I love that because I do think uh, sometimes it's easier for us to just start focusing on behavior first because that's what's so obviously seen. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's often only masking whatever wounds and worship disorder we have going on underneath that. In Proverbs chapter four, verse 23, it says above all else, in other words, the most important thing, nothing tops this guard your heart, right? For out of it spring the issues of of life out of your heart, come your behaviors and your your attitudes and your actions. So you got to guard that heart. So, so help us understand, like, when did, how did uh, this go from being something where it's like, you know what, I personally need you know, my own life saved from this stronghold Mm -hmm. to then being something where you felt the call of God to then say, you know what, I I need to use this for the sake of of other men. You mentioned about Mike and all of that, but what were some of the things that started to make you realize this is more than just a, a passing sort of season in life, that this is a complete vocational transition in terms of what God is wanting you to do with the rest of your life? Mm-hmm. The, the answer is kind of um, long and broad in the fact that it was a process. It didn't just, just there wasn't one or two things that happened. Um, but in a, in a nutshell, um, there, one of the pastors of our church, one of the assistant pastors, he's the adult ministries pastor, took me under his wing as Roger was working with me. And um, he became one of my accountability partners. Uh, his name is Dave. And um, Dave would meet with me on a weekly basis and ask me the tough questions along with Roger. So I, ha- I had uh, a couple of different guys that were my accountability partners. And, and Dave was watching very intently what God was doing in my heart. And he was seeing change before I even saw it. Um, and, and after um, a, a couple of years after having met with Roger and, and Dave was seeing consistency in my life, he was seeing uh, a continual growth. He approached me and he asked me if I would be interested in teaching a 12-week Bible study course in our church on, on what Roger had taught me and the things that I had learned. And I was very much, uh, no, <laughs> not, not going to happen. Thank you, but no. And um, the Holy Spirit really pricked my heart and said, yes, I want you to do this. And so I, I taught the, the 12-week class. I called it, I think if I remember correctly, Diffusing the Minds of the Mind. 
you know, how to identify the landmines in your thought process mm-hmm. that can blow up on you. And uh, as I taught the class, I had uh, 40, 50 people in the class. And, and I had a couple of different guys, a couple of different times come up to me and say, Steve, you need to make this into a book. And um, I no, thank you. I appreciate that very much, but no, <laughs> I'm not an author. Um, at the end of the, of the course, um, Pastor Dave came back up to me. He says, we're going to be starting up another 12-week course. And we've got people asking you to teach this again. Would you be willing to teach it? So to, to shorten the story, um, seven different times Dave came up to me at the end of the 12 weeks. And, and seven different times I taught that 12-week class. Seven different times I had people, multiple people coming up to me saying, Steve, you need to make this available. This needs to be written material. And um, so God pricked my heart and I said, okay, God, I, I'm, I'm willing. What do you want me to do? And I wrote, uh, wrote the material. It came out, the first book, Extreme Mind Makeover, came out uh, 10 years ago. Like I said earlier, Mike got a hold of the book, um, had me come out. I shared my testimony. I spoke at the conference. I had a, a plethora of guys coming up to me weeping and um, burying their face in my neck and, and hugging me and thanking me. And, and I was overwhelmed, um, you know, and then they, they said, can I call you? Can we talk? It's like, sure. Um, why not? And, and I'm thinking, yeah, right. That'll never happen. Uh, but I started getting bombarded with phone calls and uh, I, I'm just like, I, I don't know. I, I'm not a counselor. I, I don't have a degree. Um, you know, but I'll share with you what God's taught me. I'll share, I'll, I'll meet with you like Roger met with me. And um, so I started going to other conferences and Mike kind of spread the news. Mm-hmm. And uh, I started going to other conferences literally across the nation. And every single time guys are saying, can I call you? Can I talk with you? And uh, so eventually, as I was talking with my pastor saying, I, I, is God doing something? How do I know? How do I identify and uh, at that time, and, and here's an interesting piece of the story, Jonathan, um, prior to going into this ministry full time for 15 years, I owned my own business designing websites. So here's a, a guy formerly addicted to porn, spending every day on the computer in the privacy of his own home with his wife out of the house working. And um, uh, I, I'm porn free and, uh, you know, able to, to have a business on the Internet. Right. Yeah. And, and um, so. Um, the, the, my pastor said, okay, well, let's, let's lay this before the Lord. And, and we, we put a fleece, we put a, God, if this is your will, please make it abundantly clear. And we laid something out before him. And uh, one week later, my pastor called me up and he said, okay, how did God answer? And uh, God answered exactly the way my pastor thought he would. And he just looked at me and said, okay, I think you've got your answer. God wants you to shut the business down. He wants you to do this full time. Yeah. And so here we are. Yeah. So I want us to spend the last bit of our time. Uh, I would like for you to address three potential guys in our audience, okay. uh, because we've got guys that I think are all across the spectrum of, of this recovery discipleship journey. We've got guys that, you know, they've hopped on the podcast because they're right at the front end. They haven't taken a first step. They don't even know necessarily how to come out of the dark and into the light. We've got Mm -hmm. other guys that they've been on the journey a while and they're just feeling stuck or they're feeling a sense of like, I I don't know how to get over the next just hurdle or challenge. And then we've got guys that I think are doing well and they're maybe trying to figure out what does it look like for me to now sort of pay it forward and actually, you know, help other people. What 
pieces of encouragement or um, instruction might you give to each of these different categories of men in our audience? I think that that really, although you're, you're dividing into three separate categories, I think there's one solution for all three. Um, and that is be in the word of God. Um, you know, in, in Psalm 119, verse 11, David says, I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Two verses earlier in verse nine, David asks a question, how can a man keep his way pure? It's by living according to the word of God. Um, coupled along with that response is find an accountability partner. Find a guy that'll come alongside of you and ask you the tough questions. And not, not so that he can slap you on the wrist, but so that he can ask you, you know, when, when you say, yeah, I looked at porn this week. Yeah, I masturbated this week. Yeah, I, I, I lusted. Um, to be able to ask you Romans 6.21, what benefit did you reap at that time from the thing that you're now ashamed of? Why did you do it? Let, let's unpack that. What was going on inside your head? And, and just having someone, a godly man who can come alongside of you and help you think through the process and, and help challenge you and encourage you, um, who will, will say to you, hey, um, Genesis 4-7, great verse to memorize. Uh, if you do what is right, will you not be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at the door. It desires to have you. You must master it. 2 Corinthians 10.5, we demolish arguments and every lofty opinion that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive our thoughts and make our thoughts obedient to Christ. Um, I, I can get on a soapbox very easily. So let me, let me back off and let you take the, the reins here. Well, yeah, so... Um... As I hear that, so I'm trying to put myself, you know, into maybe some of these guys' shoes as they're as they're listening to this, and there can and I'm going to play the cynic sure. for a minute, okay? I'm going to play the skeptical guy because hey, addicts can be bitter, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, we can yep. grow very cynical and really skeptical and be like, oh, that's great, Steve. Yeah, it sounds great. Good for you, mm-hmm. you know. And and they might even roll their eyes and say, man, I've heard it a thousand times before. Yeah, get into God's word what the heck does that look like? What are you talking about? Does that mean I just, I, I go on this, you know, scripture memorization tour or something or, you know, because obviously, and maybe you can articulate the difference of what you experienced as being a pastor who was quote unquote in the word all the mm-hmm. time versus being a man who has been transformed by the word being in him. What's the difference between you being in the word and the word being in you? Can you try to articulate that for these guys out there who are saying, yeah, get in the word, get in the word. I mean, I read my Bible every day or I go to church all the time and, and they're not seeing the, the disconnect mm-hmm. between their activity with the word and the power of the living word. Right. And I, and I think it's as simple and yet as compli- uh, complicated or complex as this. It's about having a relationship with the author of the word. It's about um, Colossians 3, letting the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Um, Jesus is the word. Um, you know, he said, I, uh, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man can come to the Father. No man can experience freedom except for through Christ. And, and so being in the word is more than just opening up my Bible and reading a bunch of words on the page. It is seeking the face and the heart of God, and, and he will reveal himself to you. Um, it, it's also where if, and, and I, 
I want to encourage your listeners, if they're needing someone to talk to, Jonathan, you and your ministry is, is a perfect tool to be able to reach out and say, I need someone to help me, guide me, show me what I need to do. Um, that, that's part of what our ministry is all about, uh, just coming alongside of guys and saying, and, and part of what I do is I teach guys how to get into the word, how to study the word, how to memorize the word and apply the word and, and make it more than just a task list, but a, a relationship driven thing. And wouldn't you also say, uh, I mean, I'm only, I'm only saying this because I think it's a universal truth of recovery and it's something that made a, a gigantic shift in my own life, and I've seen it happen with countless other men, is when you say it's also so critical that that getting into the word is done as part of a community with Mm -hmm. another man or other men who can mentor and have gone ahead of you and know how to articulate those things in a way that it's like, it's concrete, it's real, it's practical. It's Mm -hmm. not just theoretical or over-spiritualized or just you know, uh, conceptual, uh, because I do think sometimes in the church, we can make those things very, very almost ethereal. Like they're just, correct. they're missed. They're not mm-hmm. really something that I can grab onto. And I think the community aspect, the life on life, I know for me, I felt like when I finally got into an authentic group and relationship with other men who are willing to be real, it's like, that's when God said, you're in the context, you're in the environment now where mm-hmm. I unleash the fullness of my power to overcome your addiction. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's where the power of guys hearing your testimony, the power of guys hearing my testimony, be able to say, Hey, here's a guy that understands. Here's a guy that gets me. Here's a guy that, that knows what I'm going through and, and he's already gone through it. And, and he's on the other side of it. There is hope. There is help. There is healing. There is restoration. I, I need that kind of guy in my life. Yeah, and I would say that's why we are always encouraging guys when they're on this journey that you you really haven't come to the fullness of your recovery journey until you are pouring what you are learning into another person. Right. Because it's like I think some guys, you know, we all enter into a recovery environment desperate to receive help, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think any of us on day one think I'm in this environment because I want my life to be used for the good of others. No, you're like, I'm drowning. I'm dying here. I I need help. And that's (laughs) fine. I mean, we've got to enter somewhere, but wouldn't you say that you, you don't really experience the fullness of the joy and even the power of recovery until you are actually giving away what has been given to you? Right. Well, and that's Psalm 51. uh, I think it's verses 12 and 13, where David says, restore to me the joy of my salvation. Then I will teach others Mm -hmm. what you've taught me, the things that that I have learned. And that's that's the full cycle. Um, What a privilege and a joy it is to be able to pay it forward. Yeah. Well, Steve, I'm I'm grateful for what God has done in your life. I'm grateful for what God is doing uh, through your life. And we've just got a couple minutes left here on the program today, but I would love for our listeners to just know where they can get more uh, information about your coaching ministry and your podcast and just what resources you have that can help men along this journey of recovery and transformation. Sure. Well, our website is the purity coach, all one word, the purity coach.com. 
you find a lot of resources there. I've got uh, booked, uh, I've written five books. Uh, you can access those books there. You can go to amazon.com and do a search for Steve Etner and you can find all the books that I've written. Um, I, I've got another website, <clears throat> excuse me, entitled christiangrowthacademy.com. And uh, there, there are online videos and training sessions and seminars on, on how, to, how to be pure, how to be a godly man. Um, you mentioned my podcasts. If, if you uh, like listening to a podcast, your podcast junkie, <laughs> um, my podcast is called, um, what is it called? <laughs> the Point of Purity Podcast. We just recently launched it, so that's why I struggle to remember it. The Point of Purity Podcast. Um, you can access the podcast from our website as well. Um, but uh, from the, our website also, my phone number is listed on the website. Um, and uh, I encourage guys, if you need somebody to talk to, um, you're not somebody who, who, who understands, who gets it, um, and who's not going to judge you and uh, be an encouragement to you, by all means, give me a call. Um, I'd love the opportunity to talk with you. And I know, I know Jonathan, you and your ministry is the same way. Yeah. Well, thanks, Steve. And listeners, please go to thepuritycoach.com uh, to get Steve's resources and learn more about how you can even, you know, guys, if you're out there and you're saying, I, I, I want a coach, I want somebody that can walk alongside me, then reach out to Steve. Um, he would be a great resource to help you in that. Uh, Steve, thanks again for being with us and for just being willing to do what God has called you to do. Thanks for letting me be here. Yeah. Well, listeners, uh, we're glad that you've been with us. If you need more help and just uh, encouragement along the way, please reach out to us. And uh, we look forward to seeing you back here again next Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com. Next time on the Pure Sex Radio program. Take care.